episode of the second season of Crypto with English. Now, one of the themes, you could say the major theme we're going to be covering today is what is a brand in Web3? If you've looked at every major, successful, widely recognized blockchain and project, one of the ingredients of success is that they have a strong community and a widely energetic, recognized brand behind it. Bitcoin cannot be Bitcoin without, you could say, all the participation from the various people in social media, for better or for worse. And that goes for you know, every other you know, successful blockchain or you know, DeFi token that is out there. And one of the things that is moving the ball forward is people. You look at these conferences in the United States and overseas. Why are certain people being asked to join the stage as a moderator or speaker to speak on things versus others? And as an individual, your currency in this space is your own brand. What do you stand for? What do you like? And what do you dislike? And those things have to be abundantly clear. And it seems to be this. The goal should not be to be liked by everybody. The goal for anybody to be, let's say, a name in this space is to have a brand, have a personality, have, you could say, a platform that people can relate to, people can respect, and people can find what you're saying is credible. So I'd like to warmly welcome today's guest. So if you're in Web3, if you're in crypto, if you have a social media account, you may have seen her name. She's a very, very prominent keynote speaker at Tech and Web3 conferences across the world. She's an award-winning CMO based out of Dubai and entrepreneur. I'd like to warmly welcome to you all today, uh, Maria Xenofantos. Thank you very much Thank for coming you. today. Thank you, Adam, for the invite. Uh, we've been planning this for some time now. Yes. We've been both busy. About a year. About a year, yeah. <laughs> right. But we've both been, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. So thank you so much for having me. It's amazing to be, uh, can you imagine? I'm in Dubai, you're in US, and we're yes. having a conversation. For me, that's great. That's the yeah. power of digital um, uh, world and uh, creators, because you yourself, you're a creator as well. So I've been reading the other day, like, you know, where is the creator economy moving? And, right. you know, in my mind, it's like, you know, where data and whatever, but uh, uh, the potential that the digital can do, like to connect people around the world, for me, this is fascinating. So yeah, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> and listen, I'm very happy you are here. And listen, it was it was certainly worth the wait. And mm -hmm. you know, I would say, given your platform and listen, given your visibility, I would imagine mm -hmm. a lot of individuals, and particularly women, are going to look at your example. And if they're looking to, let's say, enter the space, they're going to want to figure out how do I achieve certain levels of success? And I think one of the levels of success is essentially being chosen or being recognized as an authority to speak publicly at many of these very global kind of events. So my question to you is that how did you start to create your brand? Because sure. there is no clear, you could say, rule book for it. And in fact, like uh, nobody can really, I think, say with total certainty, if you do steps one, two, three, and four, that will guarantee you, let's say, this level of success or this level of recognition. Yeah. So uh, in this uh, digital era, uh, in this moment, you have to really take care of uh, your digital presence. Right. And uh, so... How I started, I was always a, a digital uh, savvy. Let's say I'm the first one in my family to open a Facebook account for everyone, etc. Sure. So I've always liked to share and show my life. Uh, after my studies, um, when I got into business, uh, I, I got with the CEOs and the marketing departments. So just not to say the whole story from the back, just to say how I started with the brand, brand uh, personas and whatever. So right. I was working closely with CEOs and founders, uh, especially CEOs, chief executive officers, that they have right. to be the public faces of the company. So I was taking care of their content. of, And 
to be honest, it's like, it was not a rocket science for me. I just know what I needed to do. You like, you know, right. put a nice uh, content out there. And I was taking care of their image. And I remember when I went my first ever crypto experience uh, conference, it was in Tokyo. And okay. uh, I remember the CEO, uh, he, he was a little bit having difficulty of uh, picking speaking publicly and he was forced to do it but he was he didn't really like it but to be honest i was uh, i've been doing theater since four years old so for me being on stage it's like a comfort uh, like i feel whatever yeah, even if i'm not prepared i'm prepared <laughs> right. so, so yeah so i tried to help him and then you know helping him with his social media, with the podcast, with the keynote speaking, because at the end of the day, you you deliver a keynote speech, but you have to provide value. It's not just a sales pitch. No, nobody. Right. But I've seen the mistakes of them. So that's how I, I learn. And, you know, by not doing my own mistake, but their mistake, I learned and I was, you know, but in, in crypto and in, and in tech, but I think also in other companies, if you have a startup, you have as a founder and CEO, put yourself out there. It's right. it's it's necessary, especially when you raise funds. You have to be public, you know, um, because investors really look into it. So th this is a tip. <laughs> Very good point. Um, so yeah, so this is this is how I got involved with them, and then my brand. It was when I. Uh, okay, with social media, I, I just like to share, you know, I get a lot of attention. But regarding uh, keynote speaking uh, and moderation and whatever, uh, it's because of invites. Other people like the way I was talking. And I think it's all about network, you know. And even if you ask about it, I want to be on stage. Uh, there's key people, you know, they know people and they will put you like, network it's everything in this in this life you know and you know what they say your network is your network <laughs> so yes well, truth so yeah having a good brand can help you in many things in your business in in you know you're just credible at the end of the day um right. and 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 you know i see now everybody's trying to 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 do their brand or whatever but you asked me before that you see me a lot, but I really don't don't do it on purpose. It's like it's automatic or something right. like a routine, let's say. Yeah. So and I'm happy to to join many uh, now in Dubai. To be honest, there's so many events. I don't go to all of them. I go to the most important ones. Right. So, you know, there's no, no point to go to all of them. You don't need to be seen everywhere. You just need to go right. where you will get some value and you will provide some value. So, you know, um, if you need to know which are the best ones, just ask me. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I, I certainly I certainly will. And since you are based in Dubai, you live in Dubai, I think for anybody who's in tech, I think many will know that the UAE, Dubai, is essentially the vanguard, almost the forefront of leading innovation in decentralized technologies. And really applying, you know, creative tactics, creative strategies for very, very big goals. So as somebody who lives there, what is so special about Dubai? Because on one hand, it's a very, very modern, very tech, you know, technologically advanced city. On the other hand, it also seems very mysterious. So, <laughs> you know, it does. So, and you know, like, and by the way, as, as a compliment, it's very mysterious. It's a very... You feel as mysterious? I think there is perception out there, uh, certainly. Because, you know, like, listen, how does this small territory have so mm. much technology? And how does this small territory create such grand projects? You know, it isn't, let's say, a traditional, you could say, big superpower. It's a small yeah. region doing big things. So I'd like to just know, uh, you know, your, your perspective on that. Sure. So I'm a resident in Dubai. I love Dubai. I feel it home more than the home I have in Cyprus. So, and this is because, uh, you know, the minority, minority here are locals, 10% of the population. The rest are international uh, residents. Right. So I think Dubai, I don't think Dubai is the only government, one of the only governments out there that uh, they really, uh, they're, 
their regulations are really good in terms of uh, um, catching opportunities. For example, when it was COVID, it was the only country that was open, <laughs> you know, and it survived. You know, the, all, everything else was closed. And that's how I got into Dubai, you know, and I, I seen wow. that how they handle things, you know, and then what what else is very good here? I think that's the only government that is really doing marketing or catching the opportunities out there. So, for right. example, there is Sorry. Leo, it's my dog. <laughs> He's doing noise. So uh, we have two guests uh, on today. It's all right. Yeah. More, more the merrier. <laughs> so uh yeah so basically they're really good in marketing i believe they catch the opportunities when they're there so when you know when everybody was closed the, the world was locked down right dubai was the only one was open after the the huge lockdown they were open and all the remote workers were mainly crypto people are they came here so, you know, they check it, they, they saw it. So they catch the opportunity. So, for example, Binance has offices here. Um, right. And in terms of regulations, they're really flexible. Uh, and they're, they're doing even more things like that to be more flexible. And that's the good thing. Like the government supports the international uh, residents here right. and businesses. Right. Uh, and listen, that sounds like a uh, good good assortment, you know, good, a good amount of ingredients for success. So listen, so I've, uh, I've seen your name at conferences and in fact, even some of the ones I've spoken at. So mm -hmm. for you, what are your favorite topics to talk about on a panel or in a presentation at, you know, some of these things? Sure. So usually, uh, I like to talk about social media, decentralized social media, Okay. Uh, sometimes I get to be invited to, to talk about women in blockchain. Um, we wish one day there will be not women, but humans. But at the end right. of the day, you know, uh, we need to uh, give awareness. And uh, there is there is um, there's still a lot I of always, issues out there that need to be solved. Yeah, exactly. For yeah. example, Japan, Korea, they're very developed countries, you know, but right. you know, the, there's no equal in, uh, for example, um, when a woman has the same education and skills like a man. and The and, opportunities and, are not the same. No, yeah, the, like the salaries are 60% less, which is a huge, wow. you know. Yeah, so it's just bringing awareness for why blockchain is good and for women, for example, a mother uh, being a remote worker and being a mother and, I don't know, getting paid in, you know, in crypto and living right. in, you know, many, many, like it's giving awareness and why this next tech uh, financial uh, inclusion, let's say, has a wave whatever, I lost my English here, uh, women have to be involved. So uh, it's because, you know, when you think technology, you think about a man because of the media. The right. media always had a man with a suit. But sure. uh, there's so many women. You know, you will be surprised about how many Indian women are engineers. Engineers, yes. they, they code and, you know. And, of course, like, it's a tech bro uh, culture, crypto, right. you know. And um, most of these uh, very nerdy, clever men who build uh, projects, they need women sure. <laughs> uh, for like, you know, marketing is about empathy to the user. So how are you yes. going to explain a, a complex product or even crypto? Why AI is so widely adopted so fast? Because it's simple. It's easy, simple, like the marketing, whatever. But crypto is still complex, technical. So it's. It's more slow to be adopted. So, you know, I always see women as um, as uh, very good communicators and not just, you know, the HR or, you know, it's like sure. those roles are not just for women, but for everyone. Yeah. So so they have the women have to be a founder. So this is a subject I really like to talk because I put my experience and I like to give like when I deliver keynote about, you know, women in blockchain, why they need to be involved. I show data. I, I speak about statistics. I don't just say my opinion and I am always careful not to sound feminism. So men are involved as well. Because this right. is not about, oh, I want equality or board things like this. I moderated panels with really 
intelligent and high value women from uh, ex-PMG employees, you know, and they were so angry because, for example, in Cyprus, they really don't even invite women in events. So they were so angry. Oh, wow. but as a marketeer, when I moderated the panel before I got them together, I told like I try to, you know, take out what they want to talk about, but then make it valuable to the audience. And it was success because I took the best out of each one. So I try to tell them not to, you know, sound angry or, or tell, you know, but why? And, you know, and many men support this as well because, you know, it's, it's really important. So women, it's a subject that I really, really like to talk about. And uh, right. I also talk about the metaverse, you know, and it's also, uh, it depends the projects I have at the, at the moment. So sometimes, you know, it's really helpful to give... Uh, uh um for for startups startup founders as well it's really helpful to give uh tips and how you know startup first five two to five years is a really um, how do you say um it's really difficult if it's gonna survive or not and this is right. they, they the mistakes they do is mainly on throwing a lot of money on hiring people they didn't need to hire um right. Doing marketing they don't need to do. So I'm always giving also as, you know, I've been working in Certic and I've done a lot of growth hacking there. And right. well, in this digital era, there's so many clever ways you can, you know, build communities or a digital presence. So you don't need to waste a lot of money. So for, for tech founders as well, I'll give, you know, keynotes or being in panels around that as well. And... Okay. Uh, and real estate tokenization, it's something I want to talk about, but yes. I didn't talk about it yet. <laughs> and we'll definitely get to that because I've been meaning to ask about it. But, you know, you mentioned a good point earlier when it comes to branding and marketing. You mentioned mm -hmm. empathy. And mm -hmm. that is really the bridge to connect businesses to people. So yeah. when, you're, when you're speaking at these events, how do, you, how do you reach women? How do you get women to get interested you know, in this, uh, you know, in the, in this technology, I've had, you could say either other guests who've, you know, who've come onto the show and they said, you know, they said, generally speaking, men are more interested in tech. And, you know, mm -hmm. so that's kind of a very straightforward way. This is in my opinion, but this is, you know, you could say opinions of, let's say guests who've come on and listen, even if that is the case, why should we accept that? You know, it seems like we need participation in the talents of as many capable people as possible. True. So, True. you know, when, when you're speaking in front of women and let's say if there's if this is a female audience who let's say they're not in tech right now, but they're mm -hmm. curious to learn and they mm -hmm. don't necessarily know a lot, you know, mm -hmm. um, at, at, you know, at least at the beginning stage. So for, let's say, women who want to get involved. They're just starting. How do you reach or how do you talk to those audiences? So uh, usually they come uh, by themselves uh, and they're interested by themselves. Uh, to be honest, I've, I've, that's how I got uh, I got um, the idea, let's say, to to, to deliver a keynote. Um, and uh, so, for example, when crypto was very hyped last year with NFTs and everything. Right. I had a lot of girls that they were DMing me and they were like, Maria, how can I get started? And to be honest, I, I, I never want to give a financial advice. Sure. Like for me, trading crypto is gambling. So I, yep. I would rather explain them, you know, different things, not to just invest in whatever. I, I don't do even that. I just, you know, buy right. hold. <laughs> right, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, so but most of them, they, they first get interested like this because, you know, they think, okay, I'm going to get rich or whatever. And, you know, with, with many influencers out there, how they promote and they might not even have the coins or NFTs they promote, they think that they make money, but it's not the case. So right. what I like to do is to, um, like, give them ideas how from their Web 2 world come to the Web 3 world. And... Uh, in conferences, they all come to me when I stop speaking because I feel they th they feel I am empowering them. 
you know sure. so you will be surprised it's by data as well and and research that women just need encouragement nothing else <laughs> they just need you yes you can do it bravo you can do it like you know that's all they need right. um and you know because there would there was a man in every woman's life in company that tried to stop her and might put her in a you know wrong uh, mindset or whatever if right. i can say it like this back sure you know like um they 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 usually come interested by themselves and then slowly slowly you want to put them in but you know uh, this generation is really like if i can say this a little bit lazy because it's everything open source you can learn everything yes. you want you just google it Absolutely. or youtube um, and you can learn anything you want but if you need a mentor usually there is the mentee goes and choose the mentor like you know to 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 what they want to do and whatever right uh, I, I hope I, a... I answer your question <laughs> oh i think you did and and listen you know i think what companies would probably spend tons of money on as far as you know figuring out that you know encouragement is let's say a very intuitive straightforward answer but you could imagine let's say maybe companies overthink this and they pay for studies and consultants and stuff like that and then nothing changes so i think that's actually a very good you know observation on your part as to you know what you've mm -hmm. experienced and you know people you know especially other women who are looking for a mentor going up to you after mm -hmm. your presentation you know at least you know at least providing input like listen i absolutely love what you did i respect your work i find you credible so like you know encouragement yeah, that that you know, listen, that makes a lot of that makes a lot of sense. And you know, yeah. from either the current data out there, and even you could say the the real life experiences of other women in tech who have been on my show, you know, there is you know they've expressed there is also a bias. You know, listen, nine I think nine out of ten you could say uh, successful. You know, I guess you could say successful startups, VCs. You could say they're predominantly male led and this is you know we're talking about 2023 right now we're not mm -hmm. talking about 1983 or anything like that yeah. so you know a lot of the, i think the the traditional issues still exist out there but the way to change it is to actively put skin in the game and, and put yourself out there as you know as you are doing so that's that's definitely a a, a wonderful wonderful thing to say at the very least so you know yeah. that's off to you yeah, it's. I agree totally. You know, I think I like to to speak on data and statistics, not just to you know whatever. But uh, um, it's true. Like the crypto uh, crypto world is mainly male dominated, sure. but it might change. You know, um, as I said, like women need, and there is many regions and countries that they are not that advantage you know but may, maybe women will be like to be more involved uh for example later latam like when I, I remember when i was doing a presentation i couldn't find data in some countries because women are not registered you know <laughs> they're not oh, they have the right. certificate yeah so you know, like, you, unfortunately, it's, it's how the world it, it still is. So I, I believe who has a voice has to, you know, uh, keep saying, keep saying. But it's not only for the undeveloped countries, but for countries like Japan and Korea. Sure. You know, uh, even my country, 15%, uh, 15% is less the salary in private sector than the women. Same same education, same experience. So sure. I don't think it's fair. <laughs> and, right. you know, yeah. yeah. So it should be talked about. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it, is, it is a little alarming that, you know, you could say women are not counted in the statistical information. You know, as you've mentioned, you've gone to certain regions where you're trying to look up these things. What mm -hmm. is the participation of women? What are the differences or disparities? And, mm -hmm. and, you know, you mentioning the fact that some countries don't even, let's say, even have the data. So you could say that half the population has mm -hmm. not been taken into account for <laughs> these statistics. You know, listen, you know, uh, that's a pretty big deal. Uh, listen, both yeah. you could say as a cultural issue, I would even say as a scientific issue, like that is a big piece of information. A big, yeah. you could say, uh, a big, uh, you, could, you could say, you're, data you're leaving out. 
since you are a crypto with English, so the main subject here might be crypto, right? So why I'm saying this? Because my presentation was the 55 on the unbanked are women, you know? So the title wow. was this and yeah. to, you know, to find and for, for crypto to be widely adopted, for example, if these women are brought in, imagine, you know, major right. but, uh, like having a wallet and uh, sending me crypto and i send you crypto there was one of right. the things i remember if a woman is hid is hiding by her husband because she's scared of him in right. some countries you know sure. and she's doing a job whatever and in many banks actually you can't have they don't have an id so if you don't have an id sorry they don't have an id so they don't ha they can't have a bank account and if they don't have a bank account, they don't have money inside. So where they put their money if they work for a part-time right. job? Crypto, for example. Crypto, I can send you money with a wallet and you're anonymous as well, whatever. And, you know, that's it. <laughs> you're paid. Right. <laughs> so, and, and just Yes, yes. So to make sure I'm following this, so among the unbanked population across the world, mm. half of that, half of that population still women yeah so that is that is an incredibly uh horrific problem to you yeah. know to, to, to say the very to say the very least because listen unbanked populations or unbanked you know let's say towns regions that already presents like a huge problem you know especially as it comes to poverty mortality you know people have shorter lives i think being under the constant stress of you could say either trying to find food and water and then and then being unbanked on top of that you know those uh those problems don't end up solving themselves mm -hmm. and you know if if let's say if you have half of that being women well then you're 50 percent at least less likely as let's say a community to solve those problems where you can have let's mm -hmm. say access to banking and by the way not just access but convenient you know access to you know to banking and you know if like i said if you have half the population you know in that situation it's almost like being in a boxing match with let's say your good arm or one of your arms tied behind your back and you're you know supposed yeah. to fight the other opponent so yes. you know it's you know in 2023 i think in a ideal setting we'd like to think that a lot of these things have been solved but mm -hmm. they clearly mm -hmm. haven't you know, and it's 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 very much in front of our very eyes. Yeah, yeah. Look, being being a woman, like, and you know, I have personality. I'm ambitious. Like, you know, yes. I wouldn't imagine myself. But you know, who, who, how do you know what's your destiny when you were born? For for example, but I'm lucky, let's say, and I can travel around. Sure. For example, Dubai is a really good place to be, even if it's a Muslim country. It's 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 equal with the women right. like there's no such uh you know such a thing here and it's it's really nice to see like women rising on top here and being involved in everything uh it's really nice healthy environment actually because many people think like oh you're in dubai <laughs> sure. uh, how are you there are you okay you right. know Some family. yeah yeah they do yeah so why is it in dubai let's say there is a easier or at least you could say a uh, clear path for let's say women to enter tech enter web3 and really create careers out of it what do you think let's say is going well or going right for for that reason so uh for dubai or in general oh yes. uh, dubai starting with there okay so dubai look it's not that big it's uh it's 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 okay it's like it's it's a it's a metropolis here, all right? right? But what I always say, if you really, if you really have goals and dreams and you go after them, Dubai is a place. Like, you know, right. you just put yourself out there, outside of your comfort zone, go meet people, attend events, even in, in online, you need to show who you are, you know, get yourself out there. And for sure, there will be opportunities for, for not, not just women, but everyone. Um, but, uh, if you just sit there and wait for the opportunity to hit you, right, then, uh, right. you go have to, you go, you go have to go after, you go, blah. 
Shazam. Oh, you have to pursue it. You have to go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go. You have to go after it. Yeah, that's what it is. And here in Dubai, you have many opportunities. Like, you know, I if you are a talent and not just a talent, just to be a talent, like somebody who's hardworking, right. who's going out of his comfort zone, is uh, learning new things. You know. This is really a good place to be. But every every big city is just Dubai has something that the other cities don't have, which this is safety, <laughs> you know? Right. You go, yeah, really safety. It's, it's what brings Dubai as number one, I think, outside of London, New York. Like, you know, here, right. you, you, you know, it's, 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 it's really good. Uh, to feel um, safe, like you know, as a woman, I can walk down the street with my dog at at night. Nobody's gonna come and talk to me, uh, whatever. Like the, the and and also for a man, for a wealthy man, for example, he can wear his watch and go around. But right. in London, they're gonna cut your hands if you do stuff like that. Like you know, <laughs> so right in New York, it's uh, you know, you're gonna get mugged. You know, it's listen, it's uh, it's not the city. <laughs> oh it was years ago yeah 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 true so yeah safety is one of the the main reasons that everybody loves dubai and everybody comes to dubai and uh it's really good with the government as well how they maintain this you know because they're very strict with the law but right. this is good for everyone like yeah wow that's uh that makes a, a tremendous amount of sense and you know safety is not exactly i think the Top answer that comes are like, oh, why is, let's say, opportunity easier in one area and not the other? But listen, it's a very basic human need. Like, listen, you know, who, doesn't matter who you are, male, female, I mean, child, adult, like yeah, safety look, is. A, yeah, yeah, sure. No, for sure. Also, as I said at the beginning, networking, you know, your right. network. It's everything you need to put out your, yourself. You can do anything in life. You just need to, you know, right. find the right people. You want to be a winner, be next to the winners. You want to, you know, whatever. Um, right. So uh, what I want to say is like why I'm saying safety, because if I was in New York or London and I have to right. go around with Metro or whatever I have to go around, I would be. Not a good idea these days. Likely to do it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Then, you know, put myself out there. <laughs> right. That's right. a good idea, exactly. And, you know, when I was in New York, I remember I just went, I was in Manhattan after a conference and I went to go, to, I wanted McDonald's, I don't know why. And, uh, you know, I've seen something that I don't see at all for Dubai. You know, like I experienced, like there was a guy, he was a bit, I don't know, on something and, you know, right. he, he was... You know, Probably and I was drugs. like, oh my oh, God, thank God these things don't exist in Dubai. I got scared. I was like, why? I needed McDonald's. <laughs> right. And, you know, listen, uh, when places are not safe, it increases the cost of, of everything. And also, it increases the stress. And, you know, increased stress will increase cost. So, you know, if, if let's say a young woman is a working professional, in New York City, because mm -hmm. let's say, for instance, the public transportation system there is now more dangerous than ever, that, let's say, that woman professional is going to have to spend more money on alternatives for transportation. They're going to yeah. have to take longer routes to get to work or to get their groceries or, or whatever mm -hmm. else. And you know what? It's going to make, you could say, the neighborhood or the area more expensive, more inefficient, and eventually people will leave, which is, you know, already, which is already happening. So, you know, it's kind of maybe a basic social contract, but if you can't trust in your public transportation systems because it's too dangerous, then it's yeah. like, then it's like, well, then what obligation does a person have to stay there? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of those problems, you know, play out, you know, play out in, in real time. So, you know, it seems like, uh, and listen, I've known this, is that one of the things Dubai is famous for, other than, let's say, the wealth and technological innovation, is its safety. And when places are safe and when places are stable, listen, you can work, you can make money comfortably and, you know, as stress-free as possible. And listen, you know, people will, will, you know, start families and people will contribute and become 
part of the community. And that's really how you either grow yeah, wealth it, or prosperity and things like that. And it's also like the, the tax-free um, place, you know? So Yeah, talk about that. I'm telling you, the government here is really clever to, to do a lot of things. For example, real estate now is booming here, right? Why right. is that? Number one factor is the safety. Number two factor is tax, you know? And why? Nice. Because everything around the world is unstable, political yeah. issues there, here, banks, la, la, la. So everybody's coming to Dubai. So, you Absolutely. know, yeah, so it's a, it's a good time for Dubai right now. Actually. Well, talk a little bit more about that. You know, decentralized, you could say, or tokenized real estate. Now, <laughs> I've been seeing that yeah. uh, take up and capture news headlines lately. So talk Did about you? that. Yeah. So it's something I'm exploring lately because uh, I've I've always wanted to be in real estate. I mean, uh, you know, tech, it's my industry, but I wanted to to learn the real estate and how right. to connect it. And then when I found out tokenizing real estate, I was like, wow. Right. And then it gives me access to to people to own uh, a piece of uh, of uh, of real estate, you know, because real estate is not something that you can buy every day, like, you know, for everyone. Sure. So tokenizing real estate gives for smaller investors the opportunity to to invest and make money. Like, for example, Airbnb. Imagine me, you having a piece of there and then oh, making sure. a, a big ROI, like a turnover right. investment. So that's the way I see it. I've, I've, I will definitely explore it more and I will definitely uh, um, help in, in this. <laughs> right. Because I'm a great connector on these two worlds. Yes. And, um, and Dubai, actually, it's a really good place to do something like that because they're in favor of, uh, of anything blockchain. And I see it as a place to, to be able to do something like this for, for real estate. Right. And, you know, one of the things uh, I've come across when it comes to Dubai and the greater UAE is that a lot of, you could say, government services and infrastructure, they're now on some sort of, you know, decentralized, you know, technology platform. And because mm -hmm. of that, you know, they're able to avoid problems when, let's say, you know, there's issues with with hackers, for instance, or if there's oh. other geopolitical issues, you know, in the world where, let's say, one area is super unstable. Well, you have essentially the remainder of the nodes that have the exact real time copy of, you could say, the database to actually use. So, mm -hmm. listen, it seems like regardless of whatever is going on, um, by decentralizing, you could say, the technology, it's also helped avoid a lot of problems. So like, you know, for instance, when there's like a power grid shortage in the United States, all of these things are still on very old Web2 era technology databases and servers. So when really? there is a problem, yeah. So when there is a problem, when one thing goes down, it's, right. Yeah. I can imagine. And that's the beauty of blockchain, right, Adam? Because like what, what, what me and you talk about it here, like uh, it's mainly like, you know, the, the power and beauty of this technology. Like, you know, not just, okay, invest in that crypto coin and whatever. Right. Like, you know, the re I, I got fascinated and got into the industry when I got uh, first into my first project because of blockchain. You know, I was like, what is this? Like, you know, when I when I flew to Tokyo and I saw the first event, I was, you know, you feel like you're going to the future from Cyprus to Tokyo. Sure. But blockchain, it's and the blockchain technology, it's really what is incredible and how you can use it. And actually, Dubai government, they've been using it since long time. You know, it's just yes. it became a hype the last two years after COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So it's and really, I hope more governments will adopt it. <laughs> right. Uh, one of the things I've been told and learned is that when you have a brand, you have to know who your audience is. And, you know, mm -hmm. obviously not to try to be everything to everyone. So over time, and as you've done all these things, who is your audience, in, you know, in your, in your experience or observation? Like who are, well, generally speaking, <laughs> right? I need to think uh, which... Which platform? Sure. <laughs> so for Let's start with LinkedIn, for instance. Okay. So on LinkedIn, I have an audience of uh, 
founders, CEOs, CTOs. So I always, I'm, I'm the marketing side. So I'm, I'm, I'm connecting right. with the tech side. Me, right. Marketing and tech make a product or a service or, you know. So I'm always, uh, sorry, I, I, on my LinkedIn, I have, uh, I have also really powerful ladies uh, that uh, I, I get to get connected. And LinkedIn, it's really good of um, when you go to a conference or, you know, a, a meeting with the, with business, what I right. give is my LinkedIn first. First of all, I always right. give my LinkedIn. my my right. number, my direct number. If if I see you know because you know instead of me getting 10, 15 business cards and losing them, like right. I give, yeah, yeah. And for sure, my LinkedIn. I want to be connected with these people. I want to see what they pause and they see what I pause, and you know, I create content as well. You know, right. so LinkedIn is really nice. And uh, yeah, the other social media, Twitter is very crypto. <laughs> right, it is, so, for sure. Crypto audience, yeah. Instagram, yeah. it's it's more of my content blogger creation. Uh, right. You know, I, I, I will share. I like because it's very controversial, that one. So sure. you see beautiful pictures. And that's how, you know, Instagram it is. It's like fake with, with our perfect sure. life which is not <laughs> right yeah so it's, it's, it's a, very yeah it's yeah, very controversial like to 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 um to show the tech side i really get you know in social media you have to do either hate either make people jealous you know the emotions you have right to I yeah. always do that. Wow. <laughs> because they see a woman that they don't expect, you know, by the way you look to talk sure. about or be surrounded. And usually in panels, I am in Dubai. It's more, everyone is men. <laughs> I'm the right. Woman. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's a good point. You know, I think the, as you can say, the shock value is, is that people have assumptions and, they expect to see a certain thing in a certain industry. So, you know, yeah. listen, you know, I have a very self-deprecating sense of humor. So, you know, I've told you my experience and, you know, I've, uh, I've been told on numerous occasions, like, I don't look like a tech guy. And listen, <laughs> I, I objectively don't. What do you and, look like? Well, and by the way, this is not my opinion. And listen, I have a good sense of humor, but like, you know, I've been told I look like the high school bully from like an 80s or 90s, like a comedy or something like that. But you know, why people should uh, have, a, for example, the person who told you this, I will think automatically like, OK, you have the A, B, C, D, E experience sure. in your life, past, right. one, past one, and you think of me on this way. But right. Especially in the world and, and and moment we're living right now, you can be anything you want. Even tomorrow, you can change your uh, digital identity and right. uh, identify yourself. You're free to do whatever you want. Right. You know, there's no such a thing that oh, you remind me this, and you're not looking tech guy. H how a tech guy is look right. like, and why it should look like this? Why there is a rule right. about it? <laughs> right. And you listen, that's a very good point. Like, for instance, if you look at the FTX scandal, you know, in the United States, you look at Sam Bankman Freed. And if yes. you let's say look at his girlfriend and this is not a listen, I think what they did to the industry is terrible, but this is not a commentary on, let's say, their appearance. But generally speaking, I do think that is what both people what most people will expect when they when they see either a man in tech or a woman in tech. That is, you could say, the generalization or at least that's when most people will tend to expect. So I think yeah. anything outside of that box, you know, listen, I think it's going to invite a lot of emotions, a lot of emotional people. And listen, mm -hmm. it's going to invite admirers. It's also going to invite haters as well. And because, yeah. you know, people, people, I think, will look at the world at times through their own biases or own, you know, insecurities. So, you know, listen, let's yeah. say if you have an objectively lovely woman who's in tech, who has credentials, who has education, you know, that is going to be outside of the norm for, let's say, a good chunk of people out there, because that is not what the expectation is, you know? Yeah. So uh, I think the thing is, is that people often think of things in like a binary, like just pure black and white, like, listen, 
So yeah, if you're if you're intelligent, terrifying. right? So if you're if you're let's say super intelligent, then it's you're you're automat you automatically at least have to be or at least should be, you know these you know these other things in the list. So there's like a problem where there's just like no nuance or gray area for a lot of people. And listen, mm -hmm. you know, I'd like to think that, uh, you know, in 2023, you know, I think with the access and just the availability of things, it's like, listen, you know, not everybody's a caricature. And, you know, in fact, you know, probably nine out of 10 things we assume about people we're probably going to be wrong about. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't think many can kind of take themselves out of themselves and maybe look mm -hmm. at things like through a through like a different, you know, pair of eyes. So um, mm -hmm. I, I think, listen, I think that's just more of a human nature kind of problem. But I do think that with Web3, one of the things that it has put out there, it's taken traditional rules and turned it upside down. And in fact, if you look at, at many of you could say leaders, you know, uh, men and women alike, there's a lot of people in this space now who you would not see in Silicon Valley 15, 20 years ago. You wouldn't. You know, I look on, you know, I'll say I look, I'll look on LinkedIn or, you know, any of the other platforms. And I think to myself, it's like, I'm not sure if let's say this person would have had a voice 15 or 20 years ago, because it's mm -hmm. like you, it's either that person doesn't, uh, you know, you could say that person doesn't conform to, you could say, the stereotype that people are comfortable with. Mm -hmm. I know yeah, that was a mouthful. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's what I've observed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, you know, this is era of content creators, whereas, like, you know, Instagram is a platform of a company called Meta. So whatever right. I put out there, one day I cannot exist again. They decide. But right. this is in connection of what we were saying right now, like, it's going to be the time, like Web3, like the decentralized social media, where right. I decide who I am and what I consume. And you decide who, I, who you are, you what you consume. And, you know, like, I don't think there will be any more people having stereotypes one day. Like, not now. It's really too early. But at one point, I see the new generation in goes, in, it goes in towards this direction. Yeah. And listen, you know, and that's, you know, you could say one of the big advantages, maybe disadvantages, like, listen, you could in many ways create yourself tomorrow or you can create a new new self tomorrow yeah. at the Definitely. same time, at the same time, too, because uh, the access to you is so convenient and instant. You could also be in many ways, you know, attacked the following day, you know, by Nameless. You always right yeah I, I i get it you have to always be uh you know digital is good you can build a brand you can you know business and whatever but you have to always um take care of your privacy as well like sure. you know uh it doesn't necessarily mean okay having a good brand uh going to the first question you you did to me before i forgot to say that being authentic <laughs> right it's what really really makes you stand out and have a good following and you know being authentic so by that that's what it means like you have to be authentic i forgot what i wanted to say by there <laughs> you were, no you, no you were that's exactly what you're saying you have to be authentic in fact i actually had a question about that yeah so what's the uh balance as far as being authentic because you want to seem sincere and honest uh, but yeah. you don't want to share too much about your life either because yeah. that presents a lot of dangers and problems. Yeah, that's what we were. And I forgot, uh, you know, when you think. So right. I, I always had a problem with this before because, you know, I was one of the first to use Facebook and I was living in Rome while I was studying and I was sharing my life, you know, and it was very sure. romantic. La, la, la. So I went to Cyprus, I remember back home and I remember I was in a restaurant and one lady goes to me, stranger. I know you, you have a dog and this dog is the oh, name. Wow. Yeah. And she was not scary lady, but uh, my dad, when I told him this, you know, from another, he said, oh, you have to be careful being private. Right. So for example, I didn't really understood the power of content creation and being a blogger then. Uh, if I would understood it, I would have millions of followers right now, but I don't care about this to be honest. Right. Uh, 
I closed after and I start sharing too much about my life. Right. And then just when I told you about business, I started doing thought leadership, uh, content creation about CEOs. I understood right. there is, there's, you know, uh, power here. So it's really easy to uh, don't share your private life. For example, if you want to go have a drink, don't just share where you are and what you do. Just keep it right. private, <laughs> you know, yeah. and because it's really uh, you are defined by what people see for you. Like for me, it happens like that. People see me sharing, I don't know, ice creams. They all know I love ice creams. If they see me sharing about, um, I don't know, a coin, let's say, which I don't do. They will know I, I, I am in favor of this coin. Right. You know, that's how influencers get monetized as well, like monetize their content. Because at the end of the day, you have a following people, like they consume what you give them. I wouldn't like people to know where I am currently and I don't have the need to tell them. Like, I mean, in terms of uh, you need to detox as well, like digitally. Sure. <laughs> you know? you have I to have a balance. Yeah, and you know, it seems like this. Uh, I think this is kind of uh, one of the things we touched on. If you share too much, people are going to brand you, and they're going to take the branding out of your hands. So, like, you mm -hmm. know, for instance, you're talking about your life in Rome or even just liking, you know, ice cream. You know, um, mm -hmm. it's, I think for people, if they end up sharing too much where it's like, hey, listen, you know, here's a, a group of photos with, you know, listen, or, or like a crazy party, everybody's just kind of drunk and stuff like that. You know, mm -hmm. you, you kind of almost take your own power and you kind of give it to other people when you start sharing too much. Because then yeah. that allows others to, you know, to brand you when you're otherwise trying to do something, you know, very, you know, very professional, so to say. And just, you know, in my personal experience, like I always make it a point to never, you know, overshare. You know, I think it kind of goes without saying. But, you know, listen, uh, I don't necessarily have the same content on each platform. So like, you know, for instance, like, you know, pictures of me and my dog. I'm not going to put that on LinkedIn, you know, listen, it, you know, yeah. maybe cute, so, but yeah. it's not, it's not, you know, the place for it. Like, listen, yeah, right. You, you could, right. You can find that on Instagram if Actually, you want to you know, look for me. You know, when I think about you, when I think about Adam, I think about crypto uh, with the uh, English, you know? So, right. and I, I think about your brand. I don't think about Adam, even though, you know, we have a chat. I know that you have a dog sure. and, you know, about your sure. personal life, sure. but, I don't, I don't think about it I, because what I consume when I, I it's just, you know, you, whatever it is, your brand. And I think this is good because it protects you as well. You don't want the world to know who you are. You're, we're not right. in conditions. <laughs> right. You know? When right. we will be billionaires, then, then, okay. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. And, you know, listen, you know, it's like, okay, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And listen, there may be a value in, you know, sharing some dumb stuff from time to time. And I'm going to think like, oh, yeah, yeah like, listen. You know, like, yeah, you know, there's yeah. this stupid thing I did the other day. Well, we can make money if we monetize it. Yeah, then that would be probably be the case. Like, you know, listen, you know, within reason, you know, of course. And listen, you know, you know thank you for the kind words and listen to your credit as well. Uh, I know you by virtue of your keynote speaker. Uh, mm -hmm. um, you could say roles that you've done at these various things. So my, you could say, association, if I think of Maria Zinefantos is, uh, you know, let's say a Dubai entrepreneur, Dubai-based mm -hmm. entrepreneur that is a keynote speaker at Web3 events. And listen, you know, that's um, that in many ways, I think that is the right association. And listen, you know, obviously this is a compliment, but, but you know, to be totally candid, that is what comes to mind, let's say, when I deal with you. I know people out there without naming names where if I think of a certain name or a certain individual... It's not going to be this professional or this clean type type of, you know, description. And listen, especially when it comes to influencers or you could say, you know, more visible people out there who are promoting shit coins, you know, oh, yeah. like, for instance, you know, I've seen influencers where they're on one hand trying to be like a credible expert on things. Yeah. Fine. Like, I think that's what many of us are trying to do. But on the other hand, there's this whole thing like, hey, listen, buy 6,000 shares of gerbil coin. Let, let's just call it that, for example. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, well, 
I can't, let's say, I can't, let's say, take the serious thing that they do and, and yeah. just completely ignore, let's say, this other part that I disagree with. So, you know, so for people, you know, it's, I think, a kind of reputational branding or your reputational, you could say, management is, you know, extremely yeah. I, th I mean, I think I know what which ones you're talking about because, you know, even YouTubers or there's like crypto right. ladies, the way they, they, they show themselves right. is not nice, but, uh, you know, everybody's free to do whatever they want, but, right. you know, um, it's to be authentic, as I said before, and ethical brings you by uh, That's good far point. in authentic life. Authentic and ethical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and ethical. Yeah, because at the end of the day, those uh, influencers, one day they're going to get burned. Even most famous ones like and, and trust me, to be famous is not it's not that difficult. You know, if you put if you put right. consistently content out there, you focus on one, two platforms, for example, now. Video is trending, the short form of video, right? Right. And for let's say, for example, you want to succeed on Instagram. You just put video out there. You just constantly learn how the algorithm works, learn the platform inside out. Trust me, in one week, you're going to expand 10K followers, 20. For me, that's not what I want. I like to, you know, do what I do in business, for example, helping right. startups with their marketing and fundraising. But in right. order to go myself, put an, in front of investors, I have to be a serious person, you know? So right. in a way, it's not of my... Yeah, that's the way I want to be perceived in digital uh, media. You know, I always like, I'll go, I'll do an audit sometimes, you know? Um, but consistency is key. Like, you know, yes. you have to be consistent because sometimes we get busy with our lives. Sure. But trust me, 100% is not difficult to... Uh, blow like grow on 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 especially on TikTok, Instagram and um, and uh, and uh, sorry um, YouTube because it's video marketing. You just need to learn how how the algorithm works. For example, if now I'm I, I have my speaker phone uh, on on my computer and I go and search about something we discuss, it's gonna pop it up <laughs> because it listened right. to me. You know? So. Yeah. It's not that difficult, and I, you, we all can do it. So you, it, it's good to be ethical at the end of the day and authentic. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's kind of one of those things. Um, you know, being ethical, it's, it's a hard, you know, it's, it's, listen, it's a difficult thing to maintain in a way. But it also can disappear immediately, and you kind of lose your credibility. You know, I, I guess it's, it's, I guess, you know, it's, it's not whole... something. Yeah. The whole crypto world, at the end of the day, it's uh, it's 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 considered not uh, a good place to be. Like yeah, with full of grifters, yeah. Many people artists. are really scared to jump in because you know whatever. And what happened now with the regulations? Actually, for me, is a really good thing. And to be honest, all the big investors I knew that hold uh, large amounts of uh, tokens and they don't move them, they've been telling me a year ago that. There will be a time that they are going to regulate everything. And sure. that's why we're still here, you know, like the big right. whales we're talking, because that's when only uh, when big institutions come to crypto, that's when, you know, big money will be and whatever, you know. So there's really still early stages to, to be. Right. Yeah. And listen, Not you know. Here. <laughs> Right, right. And listen, you know, I think the thing is with being ethical, it's probably one, it's probably the most important thing for you to maintain. So even though let's say you're not getting a paycheck or like a bank transfer in your hand day to day, you're, you're, you're on your good behavior, but the, the, yeah, yes, right. No, what I, sorry, just complete. And then I'll tell you. Okay. But, it, but you know, the thing is, is that, you know, you may not be getting a check or a bank transfer in your hand every day because you're, on good behavior. However, it seems to me this, at, from a practical point of view, the moment you lose it, the moment you lose your ethics, yeah, you lose yeah. your credibility, you lose your respect, it's gone. And it's, well. it's gone. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. It's yeah. gone. I mean, I've seen people, you know, they've like I've worked with CEOs and founders and to 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 raise funds, and that's something startups wants. That startups, 
Oh, I'm interested to raise funds. To do that, you have to have proper marketing A to Z. So this is what I do, by the way. So CEOs, if they don't have a clean background and they did uh, A, B, C, I don't know, something bad in their their past, you know, investors do due diligence. They don't just give funds like that, millions of dollars like that. You know, it's a process. So, So many... And then they try to do it other way. I don't know through community or whatever. Anonymous. Sure. I'm not into that. And and uh, you, you know you should not be into that because it's uh, here we say haram. It's uh, right. It's uh, forbidden. Yeah. It's uh, not yeah. good. Yeah. You know, but it's not just what I wanted to say be- before about the ethical. At the end of the day, it depends what you do. But if you give a service, you have to be ethical. And if you're ethical, yeah. money will come. Trust me, hundred percent. Right. If you're not, if you're unethical and you're whatever, you will you will just be a short term. Even if you're if you're lucky, if you're lucky, right, if you you're know, lucky. If, the, if the 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 time is good and if the you know crypto is up, I don't know. We're talking about crypto right now, but if you're ethical, clients will refer you. You're gonna be so you, and then they kind of come back to you again, talking about the service, you know. But right. you know everything it's connecting to 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 you know who wants their short term success <laughs> right absolutely and you know on a final note in this final question uh what projects are you working on and what does the rest of the year look like for you all right so uh i am i'm going to i'm going to go to a few of the conferences so i'm working in real estate as well i right. work for um handling off plans and i work in uh, provident is one of the best brokerage here and uh, I have my own family consultancy, which I have right. for three years now almost. And we empower women and what's on. And we help projects uh, to raise funds and with their marketing. I do have a project right now. It's called, it's a new network, uh, layer one. Um, okay. It's called MidChain. So basically miners, main, and uh, it's uh, for uh, metaverse. And okay. then I have a few other projects. I can't really disclose. Sure, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm focusing mainly on um, on new network network blockchains. Um, I like to work on projects that are a little bit more complex, and sure. not just you know an NFT or whatever, which is you know whatever. But but uh, it's 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 really for the long term, and I like to to see them succeed. Right. And uh, and yeah, I think um, this year is going to be better than the previous one <laughs> because of the ups and downs. Right. Um, and yeah, I hope to see you in Dubai as well. Let me know if you need Absolutely. any help <laughs> with the event. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, that's you know, Dubai's been at the top of my list as far as you know places to go. So you know, in fact, I think Dubai's one of the few places I actually haven't you know spoken at yet and. You know, it's a, you know, it's a fascinating place, you know, I think for the reasons we discussed, you know, prior, you know, prior to the show. So listen, uh, you'll be the first one I'll, uh, you know, I'll uh, contact when, you know, those plans are, <laughs> plans are set. But uh, you should re- come. I will. You yes. Should. Listen, you, we need to plan it. You have to come from October. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You said October, well, all November. All the major correct? events are here. Yeah. All right. Well, then I'll, then I'm definitely gonna have to start getting uh, working on that, you know, as soon as possible. And, and I think it's going to happen this year. So like I said, you'll be the first one uh, I'll, I'll, you know, tell when, uh, when that happens. So listen, Maria, it was an absolute pleasure having you on today. And Thank listen, you know, you. yeah, you know, a lot of people like to focus on the technology, but a lot of people don't necessarily like to focus necessarily on the messaging. You know, your brand is, is really what's the, uh, that's kind of the first thing you start with. And in many ways, it's the last thing you end with, you know, yeah. I mean, and I think all the information is kind of just in between. But, you know, how people connect with you, mm-hmm. that really matters whether you're doing business or not. So you can have the greatest idea or you can say the greatest information or statistics or whatever else. But if you mm-hmm. have a terrible brand or if you have a brand that people can't empathize or relate with, or if you're just, you know, your, your brand is shit because, you know, it's a shit person behind it. You know, <laughs> you're not, yeah, I mean, listen, it's, it's truth. Like, you're not going to win anybody over. So a lot of these True. things are very, very, you know, important to talk about. So... You know, yes. I'd like to have you back on again. And yeah, I'd like I would to, love to. 
Thank you. I would love to. I really enjoy it. And uh, I feel like we didn't really say much about the brand, but you know, you 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 took it there and here. So maybe next time I will share more. But sure. it's important to have a brand, and uh, it really helps with the business or company you are to stand out, to close deals, to you know. But you have to do it in an authentic way. You have to really uh, know your content pillars and be consistent when sharing them and, and get yourself out there. That's the last message. Yeah. <laughs> I want to, yeah. And, and listen, my idea for a follow-up episode is getting into the details of what you've just said. So I think mm -hmm. today we got to focus on some like good kind of general fundamental stuff. But I think a nice follow-up episode would be, let's say, what is your exact strategy with each of these, you could say, brands or projects? And also, what strategy do you use, whether you're using, let's say, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn? Because, listen, there is a different strategy for each of them. <laughs> and there, there is. And, you know, you have to be able to adjust. But yes. I'll, I'll interrupt you here. Anything I say now, the algorithm is going to change it if we go platform by platform. So what you have to do is to Very check. true. Yeah. So, but I'll be happy to share some tricks and tips of how right. to be, you know, uh, constantly right. um, trending. I don't know, not trending. Uh, out relevant yeah. or visible. And I yeah, think, yeah. yeah, and I think that type of information deserves its own episode. So, you know, I yeah. think that is going to be an exciting experience for everybody involved. And listen, myself included, I am still learning all of this, you know, so listen, uh, I'll be, you know, student number one or patient zero, you know, you know, in this in this event that will will set right. up, and, right? You know, and, and perhaps we'll set it closer to October or November. I think the timing is going to be, you know, very, very fitting and whatnot. But you know, again, Maria, it was a uh, it was an absolute pleasure having you on today, and Thank you. you know, yeah, of course, and going over and going over these things because listen, you know, uh, your brand and your reputation is something I think should be very, very well guarded. And it's mm -hmm. not, and it's not worth, you could say, the typical temptations or traps. And, and listen, part of the reason why crypto has a problem with its image is because there are so many people who are grifters, and there's so many people who act as if, you know, reputation doesn't matter. And so, yeah. you know, that's going to be one of the big problems to overcome, or the industry has to overcome, you know, from mm -hmm. now and years to come. Great. So I will be happy to attend one and more podcasts you, you all want right. and get over all these things. <laughs> I'm very much uh, looking forward to it. And like I said, uh, I'll be taking notes and I'm going to have my pen and paper out as well. So, uh, and I'll have to probably, you know, Great. I'll put up something on like Substack about it. You know, people are going to want to know. Great. Yeah. Looking Maria, forward to it. <laughs> you and me both. And listen, enjoy your day. Have an awesome week. And uh, I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye -bye. Take care. All <laughs> right.